0: This is The Michael Bryan Show. Hi everyone, welcome back to the show. And today I'm joined by Dr. Vincent, who is a molecular health scientist. It's how he spends most of his time and he's actually invented a way of getting antioxidants from fruit. And if I think it's specifically apples so vincent thanks so much for being a guest
1: thank you thanks for having me on
0: now one of the questions that i think we need to start with really is why apples what was the journey leading up to that that decision because a lot of fruits have antioxidants in Little known fact, though, that I guess it's the same for apples, even though a lot of people may not realize. So how did you get to apples being how you wanted to to go about this?
1: Well, like you said, Michael, a lot of people, uh, probably because apples are very common uh, there. Uh, it is it is the type of fruit that we see every day at the grocery stores uh, in the fruit bowl. So people don't really think twice about it. However, uh, the saying an apple a day keeps the doctor away holds a lot of truth. As a matter of fact, it is one of the very few saying that exists both in Western and Eastern culture through generations. It has been passed through in, in Chinese culture as well as in the Western culture. So our ancestors, generations that came before us know, knew that apples really help uh to, to strengthen our health, to make ourselves uh, healthier and to keep us well. It's just that they didn't have the science to explain that. And uh, through my research, I found out that apples um, is sort of kind of the holy grail of antioxidant source because unlike other uh, type of fruits or other type of vegetable, apples contain the most complete profile of phenolic antioxidants. It has eight different types of phenolic antioxidants from three different families. Basically, it is the only one true uh, broad spectrum antioxidant in that it has a broad spectrum, different types of antioxidants in a good quantity that our body can easily absorb compared to, or as opposed to uh, antioxidants that are say, for example, prevalent in blueberries, which is anthocyanin, uh, while other types of antioxidants are not necessarily found in this fruit, whereas apples have quercetin, like gallic acid, catechin, anthocyanin, every different types of antioxidant from different families, Together, it actually provides a better protection—a a, a better protection against free radicals. So I guess uh, an apple that keeps the doctor away really holds a lot of truth scientifically. But I always joke that uh, the reason why I am so enamored by apples was that um, you know that there there are three apples that have changed the course of humanity. Uh, the first one is Adam's apple. The second one is Newton's apple. And the third one is Steve Jobs' apples. And I really think that um, without being too arrogant or without being uh, too optimistic about myself, I want to be the world's fourth apple. I I want Finicent's apple to change the world in the way that it can make people healthier and happier.
0: How much is actually in a single apple? Getting back to the analogy, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, is one apple actually enough? Uh,
1: The short answer is no. Uh, uh, However, compared to other fruits, apples is actually the highest contributor of our dietary antioxidants in in, in Western diet, much more than things like acai berries or cranberries or stuff like that. uh, And this is the reason why uh, I started my research back in 2010 with the University of Newcastle. It was a joint research program with the uh, Palmer of Primary uh, Industry in New South Wales, which is a state government uh, uh, agency. And the, the purpose of, of the study, the aim of the research was to figure out a way to extract and activate phenolic antioxidants from fruit. I in, in, in my case, apples, uh, without the use of any chemical solvents or without the use of any synthet- synthetic components. And the reason why that was the aim was because scientists all over the world, we, we are sort of kind of, in agreement that phenolic antioxidants have uh, helped benefiting effects in, uh, in our health in, to our body. However, uh, the absorption in our body is very poor. Biologically, it's not very bioavailable to our body. So uh, if our body can't absorb any compound, in this case, phenolic antioxidants in, in, the, in the most optimal way, it means that it, it means that our body can't utilize, can't metabolize it, and uh, at the end of the day, we're we're literally putting a lot of workload, extra workload onto our uh, metabolizing organs, such as uh, kidney and liver. Before my technology came along, phenolic antioxidants can only be extracted using methanol, ethanol, or acetone, which is which are basically chemical solvents, or made synthetically in the lab. In 2012, I invented a technology that utilizes only water to extract and activate these phenolic antioxidants, elevating the absorption rate from three to 5% all the way up to 97%. And this is the reason why you ask the question, is an apple a day enough? This is the reason why uh, when applied, when my technology is applied, we can create an extract that has Uh, an equivalent of two kilograms of apples or 20 apples and this is uh the 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 scaling up of my technology so instead of asking people to eat 20 apples which can be hard to achieve as well as not very good for our health because of the sugar component in in apples we, we we extract the health benefiting components from apples and concentrate it into a form that people can take every day easily in the be it in the powder form or in the tablet form.
0: That was going to be my next question, is about the potential downsides of having too many apples. But then you you said there that by extracting it and by using the right... Is it like a, a binding agent for the compounds or something? A way of ev- everything becoming consumable is that is that kind of how how you go about it because you've got to extract it but then i'm assuming you've got to find a way to put it in your body without your body sort of rejecting it or getting rid of it all by itself
1: that that is very true michael as a matter of fact you you, you touch on a very important point because the reason why ex- extraction technology using chemical solvent is not very good for our body is not because uh, the chemical solvent itself or themselves are dangerous to our body, which they are. However, technology, before my technology came along, technology uh, th- th- there has been technology that existed in terms of uh, taking out those chemical solvents from the final product. The problem is, like you pointed out, when you introduce something into our biological system that is not compatible, our body will reject that our body does not contain or does not possess any of the chemical solvents that I mentioned, methanol, ethanol, or acetone. uh, So how do we expect our body to be able to digest, metabolize, and absorb, let alone utilize this compound? My technology was based on the natural process in our body called hydrolysis, which is the breaking down of substances using water. And being water, Being the result of water extraction and activation, when we introduce activated phenolics into our body, our body immediately uh, recognizes the the, the extract, absorbs the extract, and, and, and is able to utilize these extracts up to the cellular level. And this is the reason why, instead of saying that our natural antioxidant is the most powerful or the highest concentration uh natural antioxidant we use the word potency our products are the most potent natural antioxidant because potency is not a marketing term potency can be defined scientifically it has a lot to do with the 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 concentration yes the profile of the antioxidant as well as the absorption because it doesn't really matter how high the concentration of anything that 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 you put into your body when at the end of the day what matters is how much your body can absorb safely and utilize it to to, towards its benefits
0: if it's okay with you vincent it might be worth actually breaking these concepts down for people a little bit just so people have a bit more to to go on so uh, very quickly what would you classify as an antioxidant and why do we talk about things like extracting absorbing utilizing just so people can get a better understanding of it
1: yeah antioxidants are a group of compounds that can uh, occur naturally in, in nature that has the ability to prevent oxidation by donating their electrons to free radicals, so that instead of these free radicals attacking our cell, uh, our, our cells, uh, it, the antioxidants basically are sacrificing themselves to protect uh, our cells, so that our cells uh, remain stable and do not mutate. And uh, oxidation, which is the 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 result of something being attacked by free radicals, happen uh, naturally around us. So, for example when you have a piece of uh, metal that, that is uncoated or untreated and being left out, exposed to, to, to uh, moisture, to air, to sunlight, slowly it becomes, uh, it, it will rust. And the, the process of a metal, a piece of metal rusting, that is the fair example of oxidation. So imagine that, imagine the, that piece of metal is our, our body because our body is made of trillions and trillions of cells. Instead of of letting that piece of metal, which in this case our body, becoming rusty uh, as a result of being attacked by free radicals we are applying a coating, for example, or we're treating that piece of metal so that it can keep its structural integrity, so that our body can remain functional and perform its function uh in the most optimal way so the reason why we 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 are concerned about absorption is because when we take something when we introduce something into our body we would like it the most the the most ideal situation is that those nutrients are being absorbed into our system so that our body can use it i'll give an example if you drink too much of uh say for example carrot juice or, or blueberry pies uh, what will happen is that you would urgently need to go to the bathroom. Uh, it changes the color of what you put out. The reason is because your body is rejecting it. If it remains, if these compounds remain in your body, they are actually becoming dangerous. And this is the reason why there is a lot of criticism when it comes to health supplement in that when you take something, when you take vitamins, you're creating expensive urine. And in a lot of cases, it is true because say for example, if you take vitamin C tablets, the next time you go to the toilet and check the color of your urine, it will be bright yellow. That's because your body is rejecting it. Your body is actually not absorbing or or utilizing the amount of vitamin C in that tablet that you just took. The difference between uh, other health supplement or other antioxidant supplement to a supplement that is created using my technology is that activated phenolics is very stable because it has a lot more electrons to donate to free radicals without themselves become, becoming unstable. And the reason why this is very important is because when you take too much of antioxidant that is unst- they are unstable, instead of being an antioxidant they can retaliate in and turn into pro-oxidant and this is the reason why efsa in 2010 european food science authority uh in 2010 they released a study a a longitudinal population study and they found out something that is very surprising Um, i i can't remember exactly word by word but it is along the line of people who have been taking Antioxidant supplements such as uh, vitamin E—they actually, their risk of developing cancers is actually higher compared to people who who never took all of these health uh, antioxidant right. supplement. So uh, that's why absorption is very important because without it being absorbed, it actually poses dangers to our body.
0: That can be quite a sobering thought can't it if you're trying to do something thinking you're doing right by your body and your health and all those things and it can actually have detrimental effects instead does that speak to then that the quality of what you're taking is important does it have to have enzymes or something that's more water or fat soluble along with it so that it's easily absorbed like how important is the actual supplement that you're taking because we need supplements our, our diet only goes so far how important is it that you get the right ingredients the right quality the right quantity but then introducing it into the system would likely require it to go with something else so that it sticks around we don't urinate it out all that sort of thing how important is that process
1: it is very important uh sure that what you put into your body and there is a reason why there is a saying you are what you eat literally because what you put into your body contributes not only for your health physio physiologically but also psychologically and there's a lot of there's a lot of people who who think that, like you said just now, they're doing something that is good for their body. However, uh, they're going off, they're going off uh, the the advice that they got from Instagram or from their TikTok influencers. And I think that it is really shameful because to us, to us health practitioner, because uh, we study uh, years and years. Some of my colleagues, they study for decades. They, They did research for decades and they probably will trust Kim Kardashian more for their health supplement routine compared to an advice from us. However, uh, this is not complaining. What I'm just what, what I'm trying to say is that it is really important to to use the power of information well because uh, you can easily Google stuff. You can easily uh, ask your your GP or uh, you can you can you can book a telehealth with your a dietician or nutritionist or a natu- natu- naturopath to have a scientifically-based uh, information and advice. And not only that, I also would like, even though I'm in the industry and, and in the business of selling health supplements, I, I never shy away in saying that first source for nutrients should always come from fresh food, from your diet. There are things, there are exceptions to the rules, as with everything. For example, uh, omega 3 from salmon or from tuna. Uh, obviously, um, have to think, uh, we have to weigh the benefits and the risk of eating fish to the amount where we can get the uh, omega 3 fatty acid from, from our diet. I think in the current situation where our ocean is so polluted, when you, go, when, when you go out of your way to eat enough fish to get your essential fatty acid, in this, in this case, omega-3, you are probably, you are more likely to get merc- mercury poisoning before you actually get a beneficial amount of omega-3. So taking fish oil tablets or fish oil capsules, in this case, is much more beneficial compared to eating a lot of fish. The same way with uh, phenolic antioxidants, you would have to eat 20 apples and probably get a spike in your blood sugar level before you actually get the the, the, the beneficial quantity of the phenolic antioxidant. So um, if you just want to get your vitamin C, eat an orange or eat a pound of blueberries. If you want to get uh, your iron, for example, uh uh, heme iron, which is a, a, an animal source iron, is probably one of the best ones. However, if you are vegan or vegetarian, there's a lot more other sources of of, of of iron that you can you can you can take and incorporate into your diet. Obviously, uh, there are people who who have conditions or, uh, or or specific health concerns where they have to take um, uh, multivitamins or 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 an extra minerals, for example, vitamin D or calcium, yes. But the general rule is that your diet should be the first and main source of most of your micronutrients uh, 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 for, on a day-to-day basis.
0: How do you balance that with, with, let's say, real food, right? So let's talk apples. That's your thing. Yes with apples you get the other nutrients alongside it bit of a technical question now but does that mean you have to include some aspects of what would be in an apple for the nutrients and the antioxidants to be accepted or digested like it has to like the the supplement does it have to have similar ingredients in it to make the brain or the body feel like it's able to absorb it. Does that make sense? If you just pumped us full yes. of antioxidants, our body would just go, nope, not dealing with all of that. You have to have something with it to make it more absorbed, to make the body be tricked, essentially, into absorbing more of it.
1: So you're talking uh, in the concept of a Trojan horse, basically yeah yeah uh yes and no uh in in some cases uh yes for example uh when you are eating uh when you want to supply your 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 body with vitamin uh a or vitamin d or vitamin k you would have to take it with something that 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 that's quite fatty or uh, or oil fat soluble because that's how our body is digesting and and absorbing it but in the case of the phenolic antioxidants uh, in my research there were another part of the of the invention that I that, that I created with my team was uh, and that was how we, we, we were able to self sort of kind of manipulate the uh, the fiber apples so naturally from apples that we manipulated a little bit to act as a delivery vehicles that our body instantly recognized. So in a sense, yes, we created a micro Trojan horse for our body to recognize it instead of rejecting it. And uh, in saying that, though, uh, you will never hear from me to, uh, saying that don't eat an apple or don't eat apples because it, it it is probably, in my opinion, it is one of the best fruit in terms of nutrients, in terms of fiber, in terms of antioxidant that you can get uh, and incorporate in your daily life. But maybe you don't want to eat an apple today. Maybe you want to eat uh, strawberries. Maybe you want to eat passion fruit. So having having access to a constant supply of phenolic antioxidants that your body can recognize and readily utilize is also very important. And I learned this uh, uh, myself. Uh, the very first person who at that time, it was not even a product; it was just a substance in a in a plastic bag. And um, the first person who, who who used and and felt the benefits of uh, of my research was my grandma. I I was born and I grew up in Indonesia before I came to Australia in 2008 uh, to further my study and and study Bachelor of uh, Food Technology. Um, in 2010, I started my um, my PhD research and. In 2012, I went back to Indonesia and and you know uh, met my my family, caught up with my family, caught up with my family, including my grandma. And uh, at the time, I, when I saw my grandma, it made me really really sad because my grandma was uh, basically wheelchair bound. Uh, she was suffering from uh, really severe uh, arthritis in both of her knees and. Uh, she used to be a dancer, so imagine someone who who was really active and suddenly couldn't be couldn't do basically couldn't do anything without pain without experiencing a lot of pain, and unfortunately for her, uh, one of her best friends did uh, did undergo surgery for knee replacement, but uh, the surgery uh, was not successful. So it, it she was really really worried, and she didn't want to go. Uh, she didn't want to go. Uh, to, to have the procedure so i told her that uh, my lab just created this substance we just isolated the substance uh it is safe it is at that time it was not tested yet however uh it won't kill you basically uh this is something that you can take the worst thing that it could do is just that it wouldn't do anything she took it for three months and then uh three months later in may uh 2012 uh my my grandma my grandma grandpa visited me and my sister in Sydney, and she was walking from uh, hay, uh, Haymarket all the way to Circular where Sydney Opera House is. Wow. Um, that, that was five, six uh, kilometers. And uh, the reason why it worked on her was because pain was, pain in our body, majority of the time is a result of inflammation. So by reducing inflammation at a cellular level, it actually helps her help her to 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 not feel as much pain, to be more mobile, to to actually be able to walk without ex- excruciating pain, basically. And that's the reason why um, I named my company Renovatio. Renovatio in Latin means a new life. I could I will never forget. I can never forget what my grandma told me uh, that time. In my culture, when when someone got finish school or uh, graduates from 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 university and and, and get gets their, their their first real job they usually we usually use our first proper salary and take everyone out for dinner or something or buying buying a gift to to our parents or grandparents and i i can never forget my grandma told me that i i don't have to do that because i have given her a new life and oh. that was basically the foundation of why i wanted to to commercialize the research when i finished my phd um it, it took me some time to reconcile my scientist self and, and and going into the business world basically but uh my grandma told me that she was so lucky uh she knew me but if i didn't do anything with this research it would it would just be in the library collecting dust uh, i took two or three months to think about it and decided that, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to commercialize the research. However, uh, I, told all of, I told my investor, uh, I had an angel investor, and I told him that I wanted the, the company to be named Renopatia, which now looking back, probably is, was not necessarily the smartest idea because <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is a word that nobody could pronounce, let alone spell for the first 6 months of our existence people thought that we are either a construction company or interior design firm <laughs> uh, because of renovation and a lot of people thought that because english is not my first language i misspelled renovation and and missed out miss an n at the end of the word but I, I i stuck on my gun and i said that no the name of the company has to be renovatio because it serves reminder as to why this company as to why our company exists as to why we want to grow this company becoming bigger and bigger because our mission is to give people a new life in the way that they can be healthier and happier
0: how do the antioxidants actually stack up against some alternatives because you mentioned being able to have access to the antioxidants without having the apples will breed this idea of being able to choose. You don't have to have the apples. You can have something different while taking the supplements and you'll yield the the benefits of having the antioxidants instead of having to eat all the sugar and eating apples and all those things. How does it stack up with the alternatives in terms of if not apples what about blackberries what about grapes because wine people often have a a bit of a story about how wine's quite good against free radicals i think it's red wine if i'm i'm not mistaken with that how does it stack up with the other fruits i
1: i i'm Say that I'm a wine connoisseur, but I am a wine enthusiast, and I like to tell myself that when I drink a glass of red wine, I'm actually doing good to my to my skin or to my body, which <laughs> which is actually, I mean, I mean, scientifically, scientifically, uh, you're probably are you aware of a term, the French paradox?
0: I've heard of it, but explain it for myself and those that don't know.
1: So basically, French paradox, uh, in a nutshell, is that uh the phenomenon uh in in, in 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 amongst french people that they're drinking a lot of wine they're eating a lot of pastries and 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 basically rich food buttery creamy food however because of their intake of wine or this is how they explain it the the the, the, the incident or the, um, the the number of uh cardiovascular incidents in in per in the population of france is actually considerably low compared to other regions or other other population and that's why they call it the french paradox and i think that it has a lot to do with the diet but it also has a lot to do with other stuff so i'll give you another example um miranda kerr one of the most famous australian export uh, in terms of a supermodel i remember in 2000 i think it is around 2012 2013 uh the uh, at at least in Australia, the Miranda Kerr diet in terms of eating a spoonful of coconut oil every day. I I, I honestly believe that she, she probably really did it or still does it every day. However, we can't just take one item or one habit out of someone's lifestyle and expect the same result because I also read that she exercised twice a day, two hours every time, every day of the week you can't you can't just take one 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 thing out of someone's daily life and expect the same result so basically what i'm trying to say is that yes red wine contains a lot of antioxidants but also the presence of alcohol which is basically ethanol hinders the absorption of these antioxidants to actually be useful and not only that when we consume al- alcohol, when we put alcohol into our body, it becomes the priority of our body to get rid of this alcohol from our body because it is toxic. The, 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 the shorter the amount of time that the alcohol remains in our body, the better it is for the body. So our body is uh, on, like, our body switches on the survival mode. So by, 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 Flushing out the alcohol, that it flushes out majority of these uh, beneficial components, including the antioxidants, and that's why I like to think that uh, when I drink a glass of red wine, it's basically taking my one tablet of antioxidant a day. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't really translate to that. However, you raise a really good question. What about blackberries? What about blueberries, which are high in anthocyanin? Um, I think I think it is it is something that is very interesting for, for further research to be done. Uh, the other the other thing that I am personally very very uh, interested in is uh, bitter melon. So bitter melon in Asian culture is very well known as the remedy, traditional remedy for diabetes. And I one of my colleagues uh, she was isolating a component called saponins from from uh, bitter melon. And it does have the effect in terms of reducing the incidence of insulin spike. However, too much of that can also um, interfere with with, with our normal bodily function. So there is always a a balance between risk and uh, and benefits. And a lot of people think that just because something is natural, it doesn't mean that it is 100% safe for your body. Because, for example, cyanide is natural, but it is not safe for the body, and <laughs> yeah. that's the reason why. Um, I think in our uh, in our pre-recording a uh, uh, little chit-chat, I said to you that aside from my main mission in terms of making people healthier, I also would like to be in the front line of revolutionizing the the, the complementary health medicine, the complementary health healthcare uh, in the way that when you take something that is not pharmaceutical, that is a herbal medicine or natural vitamins, uh, you can be sure that, uh, they, they have the same amount of research being put on, uh, into creating the products. They have the same amount of integrity and they deliver in terms of what they claim they do. And I know that, uh, it is, it is, it is a tough, long journey however if someone has to start it uh why not me
0: what would you do if this wasn't your life is there anything that you were doing previously to this do you have moments where you think i could be doing something different where does your mind go
1: uh the reason why I chose to study uh, food science and technology and then branch out to molecular nutrition was because of my mom. My mom was a pastor chef and, uh, and, and from a from, from very young age, I, I helped out. I helped out in the kitchen and seeing and watching how she worked. She, she explained a lot of stuff to me because now in the era of MasterChef and, and, and the YouTube videos and everything, Probably what I'm going to tell you uh, and uh, whoever is listening, maybe it doesn't sound as amazing as, 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 as a 10-year-old Vincent thought. So things like, how, how is it possible that if you beat an egg white, it will go into a form that, that is completely different and you make a meringue? How is it possible that if you add, add things, uh, these little things called yeast into the dough, the dough will rise? It really, it really, really made me curious. And my mom uh, let me experiment within, within what she knew. She explained to me within what she, she, she understood about, about the science, about the food science, about the recipe, about how uh, certain things will, will, will influence or interfere with the process. And, and that really was the foundation why I chose to study uh, food science, which then propelled me into, into the research. So if I am not doing this, I probably will be either a cook or a chef. Um, and I, luckily, I get to do that uh, not professionally. I, 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 really like to do um, experiment in in the kitchen. One of my most favorite things to do was to uh, to copy the 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 food or 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 the recipe whenever I go to the restaurant. So for example, if I if I visit a restaurant and I really like their pork ribs, I would, I would spend the weekend after that to, to try to emulate, to copy and create it in my kitchen. And I'm very lucky that I have a really good palate. I think that was probably, if I have to choose one thing, if I have to say one thing that I'm really good at in terms of my natural talent, I would probably say that I have a, I have a naturally good palate uh, when it comes to, to taste and flavor
0: what has been your biggest experiment is there anything that you think i've got no idea how this is going to go and then you try it what happened then
1: well uh it would be uh my technology so a lot of people actually this is probably the the very first uh interview that i i i, I that i'm telling this story the re- <laughs> the reason why uh the technology was first invented was actually a little bit of an accident so uh first year of my phd research uh it was the very first time that i was actually also lecturing and being a uh, uh a lab assistant to 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 more senior academics so essentially that was my first time getting paid properly after being poor student like poor because i was a student before so the first year of my of my PhD research was basically, I, it was like a freshman year at university. So I, I, I had the time or I thought I had the time and I had the means to, to basically leave. And uh, three prior to my PhD confirmation. So uh, in Australia, a PhD research is at least three years. And at the end of the first year, you have to do what they call a confirmation. So basically, um, a com- uh, th- there's a committee to to basically uh, judge whether or assess whether uh, your research is is worth the investment of, of uh, from the university. So three months prior to the confirmation, which for the life of uh, like for the life of me, I I I don't know how I did not know about this confirmation hearing. So uh, three months prior, I found out about this confirmation hearing and I had like literally three months to to basically do something because I haven't been doing anything for nine months. And uh, that resulted in me spending a lot of time in the lab by a lot of time, I mean literally 20 hours. So I slept in the lab, which is which was and is not allowed. so there was, there was one night that I fell asleep while two of my extraction boiler, my extraction, uh, boiler, two of them were, were like, uh, running and, but I fell asleep and I did not, I, I, I didn't actually change the setting. And what happened that it, the pressure got really, really high and it basically exploded it on, onto my bench. However, there was one file that remained intact and I was this close of throwing that file because I just wanted to get rid of the mass and everything. But because I had nothing else to do and I thought, oh, okay, let me procrastinate a little bit and then instead of cleaning, let me just run a, an analysis on this last file, the only file. And that was actually the one that, that had the highest, uh, what we call free phenolics, it means that the phenolics that has been extracted and activated. So the, that could be the, the, the messiest experiment, but the next step was to basically reverse engineer that to, 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 to find out what ha- happened before that soft of kind of explosion happened. So uh, if you're asking me, that was probably my biggest um, experiment in the lab. Kitchen. my biggest experiment is probably trying to put uh something uh into the soda stream system and ended up also exploding things and uh i think last year i still found a speckle of 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 this cordial that i tried to uh carbonate in the in the in the soda stream because obviously i mean being a scientist i should be the one who who knows that you you can't you can't put anything into into the soda stream because the pressure builds up. But in the heat of the moment, uh, at the time, I didn't lock down. Right? I didn't. I didn't think of that, and then I just put it into in, into the bottle and exploded absolutely everywhere. But this time around, it actually didn't eventually into something that is useful.
0: You seem to like blowing things up, Rintan. That seems to be a bit of a common theme, when I think.
1: Yeah, I never thought of that before. But I guess I guess, you know, you have to. Have to be, be, you have you have to be daring enough to 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 take the uh, the risk, uh, even though sometimes it ends up with an explosion. Luckily, one out of the two became something that 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 I do for a living and the other one, I you know, it makes for a good story.
0: Is there anything that you want to end with, is there any questions that you wish people would ask you, but they haven't asked you yet?
1: Ah, uh, wow, that's me there, Michael, I don't know. I think I think I think one thing that I really want to um, to achieve that I have yet to achieve so far is that I really want to to make science cool. i want I want to make science. Something that people don't like. I mean, now it's getting better, but being a nerd when I was when I was young, it's something that when people said, "Oh, you study science," like they said it with a pitiful tone, as if like we're not good enough to make money being a businessman or something. And and unfortunately, when I grew up in Indonesia, I didn't have a lot of figure uh, uh, in the media or or. or something that i can see someone that i can see to to be i mean we didn't know about elon musk before like i i i think i would be more committed and more secure in my choice in becoming a scientist or researcher had i known elon musk earlier it's very important to have representation i really think that it is true when people say that if you can't see it, you can't be it and i hope I hope that by doing things like this, a podcast with you or by writing by teaching uh by giving uh, guest lecturing, I hope that I give a little i play uh, even though it's a little a little a little thing or or a small role, I hope that I can be someone that uh people can aspire to be not in doing what I do but in being in in, in the field that they want to be in without without them being. Uh, a little bit shameful or embarrassed or insecure about it.
0: So with that in mind then Vincent, if people wanted to follow in your footsteps, they want to be a scientist, they're not really sure the best way of doing it, what have you learned over the past years of doing the work that you do that someone that wanted to get started, they wanted to be a scientist, they want to have their their breakthroughs and things like that, what advice would you give those people?
1: I would think maybe two, 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 two things. First one is to develop a backbone because, uh, doing something that people have never done before, or, uh, people don't necessarily believe in requires, a, requires you to have a backbone. I remember. Uh, my parents uh, uh, used to say to me that um, it is not essential for other people to understand your dream what is essential is for you to understand your dream if you understand it then that's it that that is the most important thing you can't you can't demand people to understand your dream and second advice that i would probably say is to develop a thick skin because just because I, I am a patent holder and an inventor, it doesn't mean that it didn't come from literally tens of thousands of failed experiments. When I first became an entrepreneur, uh, a lot of people say that, you know, the hardest thing that people don't understand about, uh, about startup or, or entrepreneur life is that you will get a lot of no, and a lot of people will feel demotivated because they get a lot of no before they eventually get the yes. I'm not trying to say that, that that that's not true because it's true. However, the amount of no and failures that you get being a scientist and a researcher, I think it can be the most demoralizing job on earth in terms of in terms of uh, getting 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 a no or or being failing at something so you have to make sure that understand that it doesn't mean that you're not good enough it doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong because um it is the nature of the job it, the, the nature of science is you're doing an experiment repeatedly and uh you fail you learn something it is it is almost like a method of elimination and then eventually you will get you you will get enough information to invent something new, to solve a problem, to take what you learn from all of your failures and turn it into success.
0: Do you have any particular failures that come to mind, whether they worked out or whether they didn't? What were the most helpful failures that you've had?
1: When I was 15, to go from my hometown to Jakarta, which is the capital city of Indonesia, because uh, my parents wanted me to have a better education in, in 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 a bigger city i went to the best i got accepted into the number one the best high school in the entire country in indonesia and i was miserable i was really miserable because uh, i didn't have any friends uh i didn't have a lot of money i couldn't i couldn't really go out uh, i was homesick uh i was it was a, even though it's the same country, there was still a little bit of culture shock. We we speak different dialect, and 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 I remember, um, my my math teacher at that time said to me that uh, Vincent, why bother trying? You, you you know you will fail anyway. Um, you you know everything that you do in terms of math will not amount to anything, and. Um, that this is the reason why being a teacher is such an important role in anyone's life be it positive or negative and that really impacted me really negatively luckily i was really good at chemistry but obviously according to this math teacher if you're not good at math then why bother continuing living basically that's what he said and i felt uh, in math i actually had to move school they wouldn't have me in the next grade because my math score was not good enough and i moved to to uh the top 10 best school in, in indonesia it's not number one it's number three instead of number one and a lot of people including my parents at that time saw it as a failure but guess what i actually i flourished i i i was happier i felt that i was healthier i was in the better state of mind i had friends uh i was still poor but that's fine i was happy and guess what i when i got my uh, phd i sent a message to this uh to this math teacher and i said thank you because had he not said that i probably wouldn't have the motivation to you know come on Vincent, you can do this even though you are like shitty at math, and and I think um, we are too focused on a on a failure. It's almost like when you look at a picture, you're zooming in into a mole, and then when you zoom out, it's Cindy Crawford.
0: <laughs> That's definitely one way to to look at it, Vincent. What really stuck out for me there was your ability to reframe adversity or negative feedback and no's and rejection essentially how would you help someone have that kind of relationship with pushback and adversity and rejection because you seem to have at the time a mindset that allowed you to keep going and not just change Because there's an argument that, well, maybe if you're not that great at it, maybe you should change because you'd be better off. But you came to the conclusion that I had to really just change schools to be able to do what it is that I want to do, even though the situation was the same. So someone could have changed. People in your situation would have moved schools and kept going. How did you make that decision and how do you encourage people to have the same relationship to rejection as you did
1: I think um, I think it comes with practice uh, in terms of in terms of having a mind a mindset that, that 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 is optimistic that is positive that basically you can learn from anything that happens in, uh, in, in your life however I also think that it, it has a lot to do with me being very independent. I I am myself's own best friend. I'm myself's own stronger cheerleader. And I think that has a lot to do with me being a late bloomer. Uh, I always knew when I was in high school or or beginning of my university, I always knew that dating or, 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 or the things that young people were doing at that time It will happen to me but maybe a little bit later in life so i was a little bit like i was watching a lot of stuff from around the perimeter rather than being in the arena and i feel that that helps me with being secure and and being at peace with my own self so much so that without 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 it being sounding like i'm an arrogant person i really am not I, i i i think being arrogant is is the beginning of failure. So I, I I I always try to remind myself to to that you know you can't be an arrogant person. But what I'm trying to say is that I like myself. If you you like me, I'm really happy, and I would like to have a relationship with you. I would like to 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 have um uh something with you. I I would like to work with you, being friends with you or anything but if you don't like me it's okay too because guess what i like me and that's that's all it matters because at the end of the day i have what i'm living in this is what i'm seeing every time i look into the mirror and i have to like this before before other people can like this so i think being at peace with yourself helps me a lot through all of these failures and all of the Apps and flows because at the end of the day, I know that something that I want to achieve is something that is sincere and good. And while people may not be able to see it at this time, I hope that if I work hard enough, smart enough, wake up every day and fight for my dreams, one day they will understand it. And when they understand it, then, you know, I think everything comes full circle. I guess, I don't know, I'm sorry if I'm going all over the places and answering your question, but I'm just trying to sort of kind of explain what I'm feeling or, or my experience in dealing with rejection because um, given the choice, I don't think anyone wants to be rejected. I don't think anyone will choose hardship compared to approval, but uh, the fact of the matter is that sometimes in life you have to deal with it. And I guess preparing yourself how to deal with it goes a long way in terms of anything in life, uh, be it your personal life, work, relationship, love, friendship. You have to deal with rejection at some point in your life.
0: In your life, I kind of get the impression as well that the level of peace that you have with yourself allows you to be at peace with how others respond and what decisions they make i get the impression that your ability to be okay with yourself allows you to be okay with other people and the flip side of that is if you don't like yourself all that much you kind of project it onto other people and assume that they don't like you either does that speak to how quickly you're able to move forwards in the business and how you're able to negotiate things, communicate with other people. Because if they disagree, that's okay because you're okay with your decisions from the outset to begin with. It's like it just a nicer relationship with yourself and your decisions. You project that niceness onto them. You're also at peace with their choices it like kind of allows both things to be positive does that does that make sense
1: yeah that, I, I think you explained it better than I did uh, Michael but thank you for that uh, yeah I, I think um, in my I mean I'm, I'm only 32 so I'm not like I, I wouldn't say that from my experience but for like a, a better word from my experience I see that when people you know some people they get easily offended or they, they, they get easily they always say things like you know, I feel disrespected or you're very disrespectful. From my experience, a lot of people who have that kind of attitude is because they don't respect themselves. So everything that happens, they sort of kind of project it as if, you know, you're being rude to me or you're being disrespectful to me. And I I think what you said, being at peace with yourself, really helps that relationship of yourself with other people. And uh, this is something that I, I had to learn as well. I had to practice every day because I am, I, would say, I I hope people who know me will say that I'm generally a very kind and nice person. And sometimes I have to remind myself that, Vincent, if you can be kind to other people, why do you treat yourself so cruelly? Why are you, why are you so critical to your, to your own self? I mean, crit- being, criticizing yourself is really important as well. But if we take into account that we have to deliver criticism to other people in a nice way, maybe we have to have the same attitude towards ourselves. Sometimes we are very harsh on ourselves and I think it's just unfair. If you are being nice to other people, why are you not nice to yourself?
0: Yeah, I definitely get the impression that compassion for most people, including yourself, is definitely the, the way to go. I, I think a lack of understanding is becoming almost a normal thing. Like we assume no one can understand us. We can't fully understand other people. It becomes a situation where you're never going to get it right because you're not psychic and you can't mind read and there's no possible way of knowing the full story. But as I've started to tell myself as well, Vincent, is as long as you do the best that you can and you're happy with your effort level, I guess, whether you're putting effort towards listening, communicating, saying the right things, making decisions, whatever will be at that point will be because you're doing the best that you can with with what you have. And that's difficult when the results are not what you want them to be. That's a very difficult it, thing when you're doing yes, your best and it still true. isn't working out.
1: That's true. But we also have to remember that When you're doing all of the stuff that you just said, uh Michael, that means that you're not cultivating regrets because it's really easy for us to say that it should have, could have, would have, because hindsight is 2020. But like you said, we don't have, we can't, we can't read the future. We don't have the crystal ball. So I think as long as we say that in a lot of cases, my business dealings or anything, personal life. As as long as I can say that I have given my best, and when I say that I know that I have, I think that it's easier for me to let go and move on.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with that, because you don't ask what if of yourself. What if is something that you can't necessarily improve either, because you're doing the best, therefore the result that you get would be the best no matter what you want essentially beforehand
1: yeah and uh have a little laugh too i i always have the 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 principle that i don't really care if you laugh with me or at me as long as we are laughing i'm fine like i i think that that has that has a really important and significant role in making life easier because um you know, sometimes, like you said, uh, regrets happen. Uh, w- even when you put your 110% into a project, into something, into a relationship, you may not get the result. You may not get the things that you really, really, really work hard for. But yeah. And uh, one thing also came into mind that one of my most liked LinkedIn posts was uh, I remember. I remember the situation around 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 why I made that post. Uh, I wouldn't go into details, but basically, um, people there was this entity that was a little bit bullyish towards towards us towards me because you know, uh, in a lot of people's eyes, we're the phytoplankton in the in the in the food chain. I I posted that if you can only be one thing today, be kind because it doesn't take a lot of effort to be kind uh the a small thing that you do to someone or for someone may not mean a lot to you but it may change someone's world and you would hate that you are the reason or your unkindness towards someone is the reason why uh, someone's someone's day is you know bad or shitty. So um, I think if you really can't be anything, if you can only be one thing, and I am still learning this every day because sometimes I'm also I can be angry or I can be unhappy. So um, I just want to probably put it out there because uh, the more kind of people in the world uh, help collectively ask everyone to 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 make this world a, a, a kinder place.
0: That's definitely something that I would agree with and an amazing way to round off this conversation, Vincent. How would people listening get in touch with you, get involved in your world? If you wanted to know more, where can they go?
1: They can go to, it's really easy, au. So our website, uh, everything is condensed into that, into that page, anappleaday.com.au. From there, there you can uh, look into my research, you can look into my business, you can look into my own podcast and uh, also follow follow me on social media, Uh, but everything is condensed into that one page on appleaday.com.au.
0: Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. For those that are listening, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already so you don't miss any of our future episodes. Leave a review wherever you are listening into your podcast. And feel free to share the show, tell others, spread the word. And I look forward to seeing you all again on the next episode. Vincent, thanks so much for being a guest on the podcast. Thank you, Michael. Thanks again for having me on. If you want to join a community of like-minded people that are on the journey for health, wealth and happiness, then my fulfillment community, my inner circle, is for you. You get continuous support from myself and also the opportunity to be supported, helped, guided and collaborate with the other members as well. And also you get the chance to ask my podcast guests questions, plenty of people in there already. So if you click the link in the description for the episode, you get access to a two month free trial and you're under no obligation to continue and you can cancel whenever you want. Hopefully I'll see you there and I look forward to helping you on your journey.